morning, on the day after Christmas, everybody, y'all still look good? Y'all still look so festive in your holiday gear? Did everybody enjoy themselves yesterday with family and friends? Did y'all eat enough? I think I ate too much, too. I think I hurt myself yesterday. I ate so much. I was telling tomorrow. You know, dressing and cranberry sauce is my favorite. As long as, but I can't eat cram, uh, dressing if I don't have cranberry sauce. I have to have cranberry sauce. It doesn't matter how good it is. If there's no cranberry sauce, I can't eat it. It's, it's just not the same. I has to have cranberry sauce. Anybody else like that? You have to have cranberry sauce with it? Some people like gravy. I like gravy too, but gravy is not as good as cranberry sauce. I know, I know some people like, get the cranberry sauce out of here. Don't, don't bring that in there, but man, I just love some good cranberry sauce. Doesn't matter what kind as long as it's cranberry sauce. <laughs> but man, I'm glad everybody had a Merry Christmas. Good to see you guys this morning. Thank you so much, guys, for joining with us online. Hope you had a Merry Christmas and a great time playing fun, fun games and gifts exchange with your families and Man, it was a great, great day to celebrate our Savior and spend time with family. But I'm excited to spend time with you guys this morning on the last Sunday of the month. You braved it, guys. You made it the whole year. A whole year. We're here. And you're in church on the last Sunday of the month. And you're watching online for the last Sunday of the month. So give yourselves a round of applause for that. Come on. I think that deserves a round of applause. And as we're coming to the close of the year... Um, I thought it was only appropriate, you know, at the end of the year, you always reflect on the year past, getting ready for the year to come. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we reflect on during the past year. We reflect on our families. We reflect on our job. We reflect on things that God has helped us overcome. We reflect on our finances. We ref- there's so many different things that you can reflect on. But I was thinking this morning, what if we reflected on our faith? What if we just took inventory and stock of our faith for 2021 and say, how was my faith from the beginning of year on January 1st to December 31st, 2021, where is my faith? Or today through the 26th, where is my faith? Did my faith grow? Did it stay the still or did it stay the same or did it shrink back? Because I think we take a lot of inventory and a lot of things, but sadly, sometimes we never take inventory of our faith. We just assume, oh, my faith is there, so I have faith, and I'm good. But really, you're either growing from faith to faith, or you're not. Either you're growing, or you're shrinking back. So today's focus, I just want to encourage you, as we're moving forward into 2022, I'm declaring year 2022 for New Life Church and our families, that this is a year of faith. That 2022 is a year of faith. Well, year of faith for what, Pastor? Whatever it is that you've been believing for for years, this is the year that it's going to come to pass. You've been believing for salvation for your family members, this is the year. You've been believing for financial breakthrough, this is the year. You've been believing for healing, healing in your body, this is the year. You believe in God, I've been, I know there's more promises, there's more of you, this is the year. But the only way we're going to do that is by faith. And the only way we could do that is take inventory of our faith to say, where am I in my faith? So this whole message this morning, I want to encourage you as we move forward uh, next week in our 21 days of prayer and fasting, as we start on January 3rd, that Monday through Friday, we're going to take the first week every night uh, from 630 to 730, one hour. We're going to give the first week to God in prayer. And then every uh, Wednesday after that for one hour, we're going to pray for the first 21 days 
uh, starting January the 3rd, but just preparing our hearts for 2022 and saying, God, even before we get there, I'm going to take inventory of my faith because I know there's some things that are going on and inside of me. There's some some things that I've been believing for that I have yet to see come to pass that, God, I want to, I don't want to go through another year saying, God, I don't want another year like the year that just passed. I don't want to be satisfied with the way that this that past year went. I don't want to go through another year at the end of the year and say, God, there is so much more I felt like I could have accomplished, but I didn't. And I believe the way that we're going to overcome that is by faith. And I'm going to wait to give you the title of the message because it's a doozy of a title. But I'm going to wait to give that to you in the end. But let's just open up in prayer. Holy Spirit, we thank you once again, Lord God, for this great opportunity to come into your presence this morning. We thank you for this past year, Lord God, of 2021, of everything that you've blessed us with, everything that you brought us through, that you kept us healthy and whole, Lord God, through all the COVID and all the things that are going on, Lord God, that we're here in the house of the Lord, that we can rejoice and come together as brothers and sisters to lift up your name, to worship you, to honor you, to magnify you, to exalt your name on high. And I thank you that as we open up the word today, open up our hearts to faith. Let us see something new in faith today that will ignite something, a fire on the inside of us for 2022 and the years to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do y'all really believe that? Amen. Because I believe that. And I'm telling you, my expectancy for 2022 is at an all-time high. Like, I've never, there's been some years I've gone to excited knowing what's coming ahead because I know what's coming ahead. I don't I know what's coming ahead in 2022 is faith. And everything that I'm believing God for, I'm believing with expectancy already on December 26, 2021, that by faith, I'm going to lay hold to everything that God has for me next year for my family, personally, and for this church. Amen. And for you and your family. I'm believing that. I'm standing by faith. And the thing that I want to start off with, this is going to be our main passage of scripture for today. We're going to refer, I'm going to refer back to this back and forth, but this is the main passage of scripture that I want you to get down when we're talking about faith. So when we move, talking about faith from today and moving forward, I want you to always refer back to this. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. When we always looked at Hebrews 11, chapter 1, as the, as the chapter of faith. Everybody knows that you go through, and it lists all the people that had great faith and great accomplishments. But if you really study it, Hebrews 11 actually starts in Hebrews 10. It was actually written together. It wasn't two separate chapters. It just starts over in Hebrews chapter 10. And we're going to pick up in Hebrews chapter 35, and it says, Do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Do not, so do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Another way for confident, you could put is faith. Do not throw away your faithful or your faith in the Lord. Do not throw away your confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward, it belongs to you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Verse 37, for, for in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. Verse 39, but we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. 
Now, that was a lot that we just read in those short little passages. I want to break that down. It says, do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Meaning that this, don't throw away your faith. God is warning us, do not throw away your faith. And why is he making it such an important statement of don't throw away your faith? Because right after this says, it says, remember the great reward that it brings you. When you hold on to your faith and you keep your faith, there is a great reward that comes your way. In the King James Version, in verse 35, it says this. It says, cast, the, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. And I love that it used that word recompense, because if you look up recompense in the Greek, it actually means mega, mega reward. So when you don't throw away your faith, there is a mega reward awaiting you. But what does the enemy try to do? He gets you to try to throw away your faith. That's why God is making this such a big deal. It says, do not give away your confident trust in me because there is a mega reward that awaits you if you hold on, if you have patient endurance. But we walk through trials. We walk through things. And guess what goes along with the wayside? Our faith. We throw it away. We throw away our faith. And in, and, and, and in the same vein, we throw away our reward. But God said there is a mega reward, not just a, re, a mega reward, if you do not throw away your faith. And it says, then you will receive all that you've promised, all that he has promised. There are over 7,000 promises in the word of God. I would suggest you get in the word and you figure out which one of them 7,000 you need, if not all of them. <laughs> but the thing is, you have to get in the word to know what his promises says and receive it by faith. But it's by faith that we receive these things that we don't throw away our confidence. But it says, I take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. We, and we know the scripture, it's impossible to please God without faith. So he says, I take pleasure in no one that turns away. So as soon as you turn away from the confidence and trust in the Lord, or you turn away from your faith, then God says, guess what? I take no pleasure in you. So you can say, I love the Lord, I trust the Lord, I believe in the Lord. He says, yes, but you've turned away from your faith, so I take no pleasure in you. Man, that's a scary place to be. Not only is God not taking pleasure in you, but you're giving away your reward. Well, what's my reward, Pastor? Something mega. A mega reward. Well, what's a mega reward, Pastor? You just hold fast to it, and you will see it if you don't throw away your confident hope. Your trust, you don't throw away your faith. But boy, you let one little trial come your way and your faith is out the window. All faith is gone. Well, I tried to trust God, but it just didn't work out the way that I thought it would. No, no, no. It says, I take no pleasure in anyone that turns away. We can't turn away from our faith, y'all. We have to hold fast. This morning, I just want to encourage you in your faith. That's all I'm doing. I'm trying to stir you up in your faith so you will understand how great of a deal that faith is. Faith is the biggest thing that you will ever have in your life. Because you need faith to believe the things that are unseen. If something is in front of you, you don't need faith to believe that because you can see it. You need faith to believe things that are the unseen or the unexpected or the, the unknown. That's what faith is. A lot of the things that you believe in God for are things that you cannot see now. And the only way to receive that is by faith. The things that you have now, you don't need faith for because you already have it. If I say, well, go outside in your car, well, I know my car is out there. I don't have faith to see that. But if it's something that you don't have, you say, well, it's going to take a lot of faith for me to believe that I'm going to receive that. 
So you need faith, and you can't throw away your faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and I, just, I mentioned that it says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who, seek, who sincerely seek him. In some translations, it says those who diligently seek him. But see, this is the dilemma with Christians. We believe that first part. Anyone who wants to come to God must believe that God exists. A lot of Christians believe that God exists. A lot of Christians believe that God is a good God. A lot of Christians believe that God is Savior, that there is none like God. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful, that there's no one greater than God. But the second part, they never step into. They never go step into this part that he rewards those that diligently seek him. They never experience God in that way. They never experience God as a God that says, I will reward those who diligently seek me. Why is that? Because they start off on fire for God, and then as soon as one thing happens, they stop seeking him. Because they realize it's not worth seeking God because there's no reward for me. And they stop diligently seeking him. Or they get something for God, they think God is a genie. And, I, 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 well, I'm doing bad in my life. I need a new job. And they start serving God and trying to get their life right. And they do good, and they get the new job, and then they turn their back on God, and then things don't go the way that they thought it should. And, well, see, I, I tried to search God, and, and see, this stuff not working out. I just need to go back to live. What is that? They stop diligently seeking him. Nobody said that your life will be perfect when you start following God, but it does say that he will never leave you nor forsake you and that he will be your comforter and he will be your place of refuge and your place of protection and he will help you overcome if you diligently seek him. But you have to believe that he is a rewarder for those that diligently seek him. If you sincerely seek the Lord, he will reward you. We just read about it in Hebrews chapter 10. He says that there is a mega reward if you don't throw away your faith. Why is that? Because he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But you have to believe that by faith. I could tell you that till I'm blue in the face. But the only way that you're going to lay hold to that is if you receive it by faith. You have to believe that God is diligent to, to, to reward those that diligently seek him. Because faith is not passive. Faith is not passive. We don't shrink back. We don't step back in our faith. We don't just wait on God because, you know, some people say things that sound good, but it's actually not really good at all. And it's actually negates our faith. We say things like this. Well, God is in control. You know, God knows everything. So I'm just going to sit back and let God do his thing because God knows everything. He knows he's the alpha and omega. He's the beginning and the end. He knows everything anyway. So I'm just going to leave it in his hands. Well, that doesn't sound like that's active at all. That sounds like that's shrinking back. It's just saying, I'm going to leave it all in God's control. Yes, God is in control, but God is looking us to receive things by faith. When you look at everybody in the Bible, God declared certain things to certain people. When God spoke to Noah, he said, Noah, there's a great flood coming. I need you to build the ark. That's an action. Noah could have said, well, God is going to bring a great flood. And he said that I need to build the ark, but... He's God. He could do it. So I'm just going to sit back and relax because surely God is not going to destroy the, to go destroy the earth if, he's, if he said, well, no. God said, no, no, you need to put your faith into action and build the boat. 
all those people looking crazy at him. Noah, what are you doing? What was he doing? He put his faith into action. And as a result, he saved the lineage of his family because he put his faith into action. And he believed that God was a rewarder for those that diligently seek him. And because he did that, he received something because he put his faith. He didn't just shrink back and say, well, God, this seems like a big tip. You want me to build how big of it? What's the dimensions again? Man, I don't know about that, God. I'm just a man. I have a family. I have kids. I got all these. He didn't make excuses. He just said, you know what? I'm going to put my faith into action. When I think about the woman with the issue of blood, it says that she tried all the physicians. It said that she tried everything that she could to find healing, but she couldn't. But she said to herself, if I could just reach out and just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. What is that? She put her faith into action by saying, I'm going to reach out. What about the man with the withered hand that when he walked out to Jesus, Jesus told him, stick out your hand. He could have said, my hand is withered. Don't you think I'm trying to stick it out? I've been trying to do this my whole life. It's withered. But he said, no. He just stuck out his hand. And as he stuck out his hand and he extended his faith, guess what happened? He received a miracle when he stuck out his hand just by faith. But all these things, faith takes action. Faith takes something that you have to lay hold to. You have to move forward to. You can't just be passive in your faith and say, well, if it's for me, it's going to be for me. Because that's what people say. Well, if God wants it to be for me, then it's going to be for me. And if you don't want it for me, then it's not going to happen. That's passive. That's not faith. That's not pleasing to God. He says, I take no pleasure in those that turn turn their back on me. What is he talking about? He's talking about faith. Faith is an action. Faith is constantly moving forward. Faith is not shrinking back. Faith is not saying, well, let me just weigh the pros and the cons. Faith is saying, when God speaks, I'm taking action. And when I take action, then guess what? I'm going to lay hold to the mega reward that's awaiting for me. But when I shrink back and when I stay passive and I don't move forward, then guess what? I'm throwing away my mega reward. And I'm frustrated at God. God, my life is miserable. God, you know what's going on. And I get the mumbles and the complaining to God. And God is saying, I've done everything that I'm going to do. I'm just waiting for you to receive it by faith. I'm trying to stir your faith this morning for 2022. Whatever it is that you believe in God for, hold it and receive it by faith. But there's some things you're going to have to move forward to to receive it. Amen? To me, one of the greatest examples of this is the children of Israel. For hundreds of years, the children of Israel were held in Egyptian captivity and slavery. For years, they were their slaves. They Think about the living conditions they were in. How malnutrition they were, the lack of food, the lack of sleep, the sleeping conditions. Just think about the conditions that they lived in. They were, they were mentally abused, physically abused, all these things. But then... God heard their cry, and he sent them a deliverer in Moses. And when God sent them a deliverer in Moses, God said, hey, I want my people to go. And you know the story. He went to Pharaoh all these times, and Pharaoh said, I'll let my people go. And then he changed his mind, and he sent all these plagues, and all these things happened. But finally, Pharaoh finally relented, and he let the children of Israel go. But the Bible says not only did he let the children of Israel go, but he says he gave them gold and silver. And he also said that there was not one or one sick or feeble among them. Now, I want you all to think about this. Think about millions of people that are in slavery. Think about the dirty, horrible living conditions, the nasty food, the water, 
the malnutrition, not out of, you mean to tell me out of all those millions of people, there's not one sick or feeble among them? And not only that, but now they have money and provision. Now they're walking away from slavery. They delivered. They're healed. They're whole. You know, God wants us to be healthy, healed, and whole so we could do something mighty for him. It's hard to do something for God when you're in bondage to sickness and, and in debt. Because all you're thinking about is the sickness and the debt, and it, it puts a cap on the things that you can do. But you know how, what was their saving grace? It was the Passover. When the Passover came and that blood was smeared over, over the doorpost, the Passover was their Savior and their Deliverer. Well, in the New Testament, our Passover is Jesus. Now we have the Son of God. He is our Passover. That when we come to him, all of our sins are forgiven. All of our iniquities, our bondages, all the, the, the sickness and the things that we face, guess what? We find healing there. There should be no one sick or feeble among us. But guess what? It was all because of the work of Jesus. Just like they had the Passover, we have Jesus. And we have a way of escape. So if you feel like, man, I'm, I'm entrapped in bondage and of poverty and lack, I want to do something great for God. God wants you to be free in your finances so you can be a blessing to others. He wants to supply. What, that's a mega reward. That's the, what we're talking about, the, the mega reward. It's not only does he want to provide all your needs, he wants you to be a blessing to others as well. Just like we talked about how we were a blessing to Israel last week, I want next year to be an even bigger blessing to Israel and those around us because God has given us a mega reward because we didn't shrink back in our faith. But we read about the, the children of Israel, and the, going back to that, and you know where the story, how it goes. They get out there. They're free. Now they have provision. They have their health. They're on their way. And then they come across to a Red Sea. But not only is it a Red Sea, but Pharaoh changes his mind again, and now he's mad as a hornet. And Pharaoh's like, oh, I don't like this. I made a mistake. And he sends all his chariots and his charioteers and all these swords, and they come in in the full army, and now they're in hot pursuit, like old Smokey and the Bandit. I'm in hot pursuit. And they're coming after the children of Israel. And then they get to the place where the children of Israel realize, oh, no, it's the Red Sea in front of us. And it's Pharaoh and his army behind us. What are we going to do? So you know what they did? In Exodus 14, it says they began to cry out to Moses. And Moses is like, oh, they crying out to me. So Moses goes to God. And I want to pick up, and this is our God. Now, we would think God would say something powerful. God would say something amazing to them when they're faced with an obstacle. Because how many of you ever faced an obstacle in your life? Something that you felt like, I cannot overcome this. God, this is too great. For, if you don't perform a miracle, God, I don't know. How, how many of you ever been like that? You online. God, if you don't perform a miracle, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. So this is how the children of Israel are. This is how they're crying out to Moses. This is God's reply to them in Exodus chapter 14, verse 15. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Now, that doesn't sound encouraging at all. I thought we were supposed to cry out to God. But God says, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. I'm going to read it in another translation for you. The easy to read, it says, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you still crying to me? Tell the Israelites to start moving. This is the contemporary English version. 
It says, the Lord said to Moses, why do you keep calling out to me for help? Tell the Israelites to move forward. Why do you keep calling out to me for help? Tell the Israelites to move forward. The message translation, God said to Moses, why cry out to me? Speak to the Israelites. Order them to get moving. So God didn't say, oh, my poor Israelites. He said, why are you crying out to me? Get moving. So today's message is entitled, Stop Crying and Get Moving. I know you're waiting for the title. The title is Stop Crying and Get Moving. That's the title. Stop crying. You're online. Stop crying and get moving. Because what we love to do is cry out to God. Oh, God, you know what I'm going through. God, you see this obstacle before me. I don't know what to do. But what is this? God is saying, I didn't call you to shrink back. What do we read in Hebrews chapter 10, verse He says, do not throw away this, this confident trust in the Lord. Remember, there is, it brings great reward. You, then you will, I'm sorry, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. When an obstacle comes, when it seems like a miracle comes your way, God is saying, don't cry out to me. He said, move forward. Move forward. Stop crying out to me. I've already done everything that I'm going to do. When Jesus died on the cross, what was the last words he said? It is finished. Meaning that I've done everything that I'm going to do and that I will do. Now it's up to you to lay hold of it by faith and receive it. That's what God was telling the Israelites. I've delivered you. I gave you provision. I've healed your body. I know that Pharaoh's behind you. I know the Red Sea is in front of you. Move forward. Move forward. What is the Red Sea in front of you? What is the Pharaoh's behind you? God is saying, don't throw away your faith. Move forward. But when we get to obstacles, what we, do, we, we shrink back. Oh, I don't know what to do now. I'm crying out, God. But you see, you know what religion has taught Christians? Religion has taught Christians how to beg. It's taught us how to beg God. When we come to God and we beg, God, you know what I'm going through. God, you see everything I'm going through and don't nobody understand but you, but you seem like you don't even want to answer me, God. And God, if you don't make a way, I don't know what I'm going to do, God. And God is just sending there like, I've done everything that I'm going to do. Quit crying and move forward. Quit. But it's, it's called us to be beggars. I want you to think about it in this terms of, Look, think about this. God takes no pleasure in us begging him. He takes no, some people feel like, oh, God takes pleasure when we beg him. No, he doesn't. What parent takes pleasure in their children begging them? You want to give your children good gifts. That's why God says I'm a rewarder for those that diligently seek me. And when you diligently seek him by faith, he wants to reward you. So think about salvation. Let's just take salvation, for example. What about people that cry out to God, God, I need you to save me. God, if you don't save me, nobody else can. When are you going to save me, God? God is like, I've already done everything that I need to do for salvation. You just have to receive it by faith. You just have to receive the work of redemption and receive it. I'm, I, God's not sitting back forcing anybody to, to receive salvation. He's, we, and, but people beg God to save them. And God is like, no, I need you just to receive it. It's the same thing with provision. God owns everything. 
all the provision that you need is out there. He's saying, quit begging me for the provision and move forward and receive it by faith. But you have to receive it by faith. All I'm trying to do is stir your faith. You this online, I'm trying to stir your faith this morning. You have to lay hold. You can't shrink back. Faith is not passive. Faith is not shrinking back, begging God for everything. God, I need you to do this. God, no, no, no. God says, stop crying and move forward. We have to continue to move forward in our faith and not allow the enemy to bring all these things our way, all these distractions, all these things in our way that cause us to shrink back and cause us to become passive. But God, because God says, I take no pleasure in people like that. I delight in those that receive it by faith. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread. What does that tell us? God is not looking for you to beg. He has everything that you need. You just have to receive it by faith. God is a good God, y'all. He's a good God. He's not begging us. He's not looking for you to beg him. He's not looking for you to cry out to him. He's saying, I need you to move forward. I need you to move forward in your faith, and you need to lay hold. What obstacles in your way are keeping your faith from moving forward in God? What obstacles in your, obstacles in your faith are keeping you from truly believing? Is it doubt and unbelief? You need to throw that away, and you need to hold on to your faith. Do you need patient endurance? Are you getting tired and weary in the fight? You need to hold on. We read in Hebrews, it says, what you need now is patient endurance. You need endurance to hold on until you receive your prize because there is a mega reward for you if you do not throw away your faith. Don't throw away your faith in 2022. There may be times where you threw it away in 21. In 22, do not throw away your faith. There is a mega reward for you if you hold on to your faith. There's a mega reward. When God's will is defined and he speaks to us, it's up to us to move forward when he speaks. The only way we would do this is by moving forward in our faith and true, truly believing that he is a rewarder for those that diligently seek him. Out of your own mouth, you have to start telling yourself that. God is a rewarder for those that diligently seek him. And you say, well, what is, what is, I'm going to church, and I'm going to prayer, and I'm reading my Bible, and I'm praying, and I'm doing, what is this? It is, what, you, what, what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for a mega reward. Because as you diligently seek him, he's going to reward you mega. And I can't, define, I can't describe and define what mega is. All I know is mega is mega. And if it's mega, I want mega. I don't want no small reward. I want the mega reward. But the only way you're going to do it is by laying hold and moving forward in your faith. You have to be determined to not let anything get in the way of your faith. Not a relationship, not a situation, not a circumstance, nothing. Sickness, poverty, whatever it is, you have to say, this thing is not going to cause me to shrink back in my faith. It's just actually going to make my faith grow stronger and my expectation that God is going to do exactly what his word says it's going to do. It's a mega reward that awaits you if you don't throw away your faith. Don't throw, I'm telling you, don't throw away your faith. Stop crying, move forward. Stop crying, move forward. I'm telling you, 2022 is the year of the believers that we don't throw away our faith. 
I think believers everywhere, we can't throw away our faith. This is not the time for us to shrink back. This is not the time for us to be passive and weak. And No, no, no. We have to be bold in our faith, bold declarations in our faith. Think about the, we, we talked about all the men and women of God that had bold faith, that dared to believe great things for God. I want to be in that number as well. I don't want to throw away my faith just because I come up against a little obstacle that I feel like isn't fair. I'm not going to be crying out to God, God help me. And God look at me and say, stop crying and move forward. That's what, stop crying and move forward because it's easy to cry. It's easy to feel sorry for ourselves. Oh, God, it's not fair. You see all the work that I'm doing. It's only, I'm the only one working. No, you're not. Stop crying and move forward. All I'm trying to get you to see this morning, don't throw away your faith. Because there's a mega reward that awaits you if you don't throw, up, throw away your faith, if you don't give it away. Hold on fast to it. Patiently endure. Trust God. Go after it. When he speaks, run after it. Hold fast to it. When he speaks something, you better lay hold to it so fast like you don't even shrink back. I can't tell you how many times God spoke something to me, and I'm like, well, I don't really know if that's God. And then I go back and forth, and then I miss it. Don't miss it. If he speaks, answer. Lay hold to it. Move forward in it. Don't throw away your faith in 2022. Receive everything. I'm telling you, you want to live the blessed life. You want to live the best year of your life. Don't throw away your faith in 2022. Walk by faith. And I want, we, and I'm finished, and I, I want to keep harping on it, but I want y'all to repeat this after me, but I'm done. I walk by faith. I live by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We're going to say it one more time. You online, I want you to repeat this too. I walk by faith. I live by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand of, clap, a hand of praise this morning. We're going to live by faith in 2022, y'all. It's the year of faith. I'm declaring that right now. It's the year of faith. We're not going to shrink back. We're not going to be passive. We're going to receive everything that God has for us, everything that we believe for, believing for, because we're going to walk by faith. We're going to live by faith. We're going to overcome this world by faith. We're strong in faith, all the while giving glory to God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands. Let's just pray one more time. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your sweet presence that's in the room this morning. I thank you for the spirit of victory that's here. I thank you for the spirit of faith that's here. Lord, there may have been areas in our life we came in this morning where we were tired and weary in our faith. But I thank you that today we're taking a new grip. We're taking a new grip with our tired and weary hands, Lord God, that we will believe we will not shrink back in our faith. We will not cast away our faith and our confidence and our trust in you. But we will hold fast to the promises of God. We will get in your word and receive every promise that you have for us, that we will hold fast to the faith, to the expectation that your word will do exactly what it says that it will do, that you are a rewarder for those that diligently seek you. And this year, for 2022, we declare that we will diligently seek you and that there is a mega reward that is, that is awaiting each and every one of us. 
and I thank you for it right now for the mega reward over each and every person here in the sanctuary, over each and every person watching online. I thank you for the mega reward as we move forward, as we stop crying out, but we're moving forward in you. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord one more hand clap of praising. I just want to give one final call. That's for you if you don't have a relationship with God. I feel like this message is, is preached itself, but I just want to give you an open invitation to come to receive God. And I'm just going to ask everyone just very reverently just to plan a place to hand over their heart and just repeat this after me. You watching online, you could do the same. If you want to receive Jesus, repeat this after me. Say, Holy Spirit, come into my heart. I receive you right now. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sin. I thank you that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I thank you, Lord. I honor you. I worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give it up one more time for those that made a decision to follow Christ. If you made the decision you're watching online, just drop a comment in the comment section. Let us know that you made a decision. We love to reach out to you. And also, we are about to give. If you're prepared to give online, there's a couple ways you could do that. You could go to our website at newlifemobile.org. Go there on our homepage. There's a tab that says Give Online. You can give there. Or you could download our app, and you could give on our app. Also, uh, you could go to the website or the Facebook page and get a mailing address where you can mail in a check or money order. Well, let's pray over the offering, and then you guys are dismissed. Lord, I thank you for the tithe that's coming to the storehouse today. I thank you, Lord God, that you would use it mightily above and beyond our own expectation. I thank you that you bless each and every person that gives. Let it come back to them a hundredfold. And I thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do with the finances that come into the church, that we can make a kingdom impact. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, that's our message today. Stop crying and move forward. Amen. Man, we love you guys. We hope to see you this Wednesday for prayer uh, at 630. We love to invite you there. Also, we'll see you next Sunday uh, for service at 10 a.m. But we love you guys. Y'all have a great, great week. We'll see you this Wednesday. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>